Hi, hi. Good morning. Hi, hi. How are you? I am so good. All right. I'm trying to get my comments. There we go. My comment section out. So welcome everybody to another episode of me and Captain Kelly Gordon sitting down and we started with the name of like maritime shorts because we're just really want to, we want to be able to get onto a call and get caught up and have you guys listen to our conversation, but just getting caught up of what's been going on the last couple of months. The last time I saw her in person was over at Fort Lauderdale boat show. She had two events that she was talking about mental health and some leadership opportunities. So we'll dive into that a little bit. What have I been doing on my side? I had an event with a PCVA talking about going digital within the maritime industry and safety management systems. And then all things just Kelly and Rianne. And so we may come up with a different name for this at some point, uh, but right now <laughs> we're gonna go with Maritime Shorts because anything going on in the marine industry, we really wanna talk about and bring to light and uh, see what it is that you guys wanna hear out there. So let's see. It really should be called Maritime Long. Yeah, because anytime <laughs> you and I get on here, there's nothing short about it. Like, and maybe we should like even keep it recording for the, the, after the short conversations, like short, do we call it like shorts part two or the extended version? Because it's never, it's never short. So yeah, all, all kinds of things have been going on. So good to see you. It's been, uh, it's been, feels like it's been a hundred years. So before we dive into all the good juicy stuff, were you at the game last night? How did you know? Girl. A bestie always knows where a girl is. Uh, <laughs> I was at the game. I was at the game. So one of your you know what? Next, she shared it yeah, on social media. Yeah. So so I wanted to do something nice for um for the crew. So you know what? Let's just go there because um I had a really good question the other day and um another captain asked me, um, was it a captain or a management company? Somebody asked me, they said, Well, what do you do for your crew? Hmm. Um to to to, to bond, uh, to show them the appreciation for their morale. I think the, the question was, the conversation was around morale and what do you do for them? And I just kind of, I, I was thinking about it last night and I was going to make a, a quick post on it, but I thought, no, I'm just going to enjoy the moment with my gang. But, um, so I, I decided to take them to a football game That's so and, cool. um, and, and, um, and, and, part of the expense was boss approved. So that was really cool. So, and, and, and the reason that I, that I share that is because um, it's important for owners that are listening to hear that little things like that go a, a long way. Um, you know, I certainly didn't expect the boss to pay for all, you know, six tickets for us, but I, you know, I said, Hey, you know, will you meet us in the middle here? And he was like, I think this is a great idea. It's really good for the crew. Um, but, but let me just, I, I, I have, I'm having a proud mom moment, a proud mom captain moment, because um, we have a new chief stew on. She's been with us um, uh, for a few months on Andiamo. She she was actually with me on my last program, so she's not new to me. She's not new to the guys. Um, and and having said that, I just want to point out that 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 the whole entire crew from my last boat has shifted with me. Nice. So that makes me really excited to know that they all are that supportive of me and <clears throat> came with me. But Anyways, I just recently added her to the program, and um, for Christmas, we were talking about where everybody was going to be, and me and my engineer get to break for Christmas, But and uh, and Tammy, my, my chief stew, lives here, but the boys have to are staying behind. They took one for the team. They said, you guys go for Christmas. We'll stay here in case the boss needs anything, and so I said to Tammy, I said, I got to make sure that the guys have a Christmas tree. Like they have to have a Christmas tree. They have to have presents underneath the tree. So yes. she went full out and got them a Christmas tree. We surprised them. We bombarded them at their house, decorated the tree and everything. So it was great. I showed up in my Santa suit appropriately. 
Um, but we need pictures. <laughs> we need pictures. <laughs> <laughs> so, so my, 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 see, long story long, my point to this is, is what do I do for morale? How do I keep everybody um, um, happy and, and looking forward to coming to work? And it's little things like this. And um, my chief stew, big shout out to her for taking care of the guys while they, while they take one for the team and they cover Christmas for the rest of us. And so I said, I went to them and I said, guys, I said, what are we going to do for Tammy? And they were like, well, she's a diehard Dolphins fan. So, um, I got it approved to have half the expense covered for all of us to go to the game last night. So, so I just like, I'm still on a bit of a high just with my, with my gang because they're, they're so good. And it was just so cool to enjoy the moment last night and be at the game with, with all six of us and just having so much fun. So yeah. What a game to go to. I mean, Oh my God. Well, we left like, we left at like two minutes left because we we're like, Oh, thought you know, they, win. The bag. they won. And then we're walking out and we stopped and we finished it on one of the TVs and we're like, Oh my God, how did that happen? So yeah, I did the yeah. same thing. I was like, I'm not going to watch this game. I literally turned it on at like nine 30 and I was like, this is actually a pretty good game. And then when they had that second fumble and they scored that second touchdown, I think there was like just over four minutes left. I was like, that's game. Dolphins took it all good. Jumped in bed. Yeah. TV was still on because my husband was still watching. And I heard it. And I heard them say like, oh my gosh, like Titans. Da, da, da. And I woke up this morning. I was like, no, oh my gosh, what a game to go to. Oh my God. I know. I know. So, so yeah, we didn't, we didn't all get home and, and, and tucked into bed until like two o'clock this morning. And then we're like, Oh God, we have boats to launch today. (laughs) (laughs) So, oh yeah. So, but no, it was, um, it was really fun and it was really rewarding to just be able to sit back and look at how close we all are and how, you know, um, you know, Tammy watches out for the guys and, and turn the guys, you know, do something nice for her. So, so I can't remember who it was, but to whoever asked that question, it's, it's the small things that you can do like that. And, and it, and it, it goes so far, well, you know, and then when I see the, her reward post- morale, which I think is really interesting that you said that you said it that way of a lot of people say like rewarding hard work, rewarding dedication, re- like, like but you're rewarding morale was the verbiage. And I was like, that's really interesting. Like to acknowledge that, Morale is not something that just happens easily. It really is something that you pay attention to and you nurture and you grow within a team. And I think that's a really, really interesting distinction that I don't even, if you knew that that was what you were saying is like, we rewarded no, the morale, which is wow. really wow. interesting. I didn't mean for it to come out like that, but yeah, I guess yeah. Th- that's exactly what we were doing and, or are doing. And you bring up a good point, how much focus and dedication that that takes because I, I look back now and, and we've got such an amazing team put together and it's taken a while to put together the gang that we've Mm -hmm. got, but that's because it's taken a lot of work. I spend a ton of time, um, talking, um, uh, encouraging, rewarding or, 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 you know, trying to help folks, in the program grow, spending time asking each and every one of them, what's next for you? Do we need to get you signed up for a course? You know, one of the guys wants to take some engineering courses. Tammy needs to, to refresh her silver service. And so it's, um, I think it's, it's a huge point to make to, to captains and department heads, how much time 
we should actually be spending on not necessarily um, boat handling or or weather or nav, even though that's that's our skill set and a huge part of what we're doing right. when we're right. planning for a trip. But I mean, a huge part of my day is is like um, camp counselor and morale agent, you know. But yeah. I think that's why I have such a great team. I mean, um, you know, who wants to hang out with their captain at their crew house in a Santa suit on, you know, a Saturday night? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you know, and I'm so excited, you know, that I that I can go over to the boys' crew house and and barge in and raid the refrigerator and sit down on the couch with them. Like it's just, you know. My deckhand said, he's like, man, I've never had a captain do this. I've never had a captain come over, hang out, you know, do things like this. And it just warmed my heart. But Why I don't is know. that? Why do you think that is? You know, and I say it with sympathy towards a lot of the captains because we get, and I said this the other day, and it, it really was a light bulb moment for me, um, is we become captains because we like to drive boats. We love weather and we love navigation. That's why we become captains. We don't become captains because we want to become mom, dad, camp counselor, therapist, um, you know, morale agent. That's not why we become captains. And I think that that you see maybe a, a lack of leadership because you don't really know going into this how much leadership it's going to take. Yeah, you spend, yeah. you think, think about the classes that we take, you know, for an advanced license, we take one five day class home on leadership. The rest of them are on boat handling, uh, weather, navigation, that kind of thing. So we spend 90% of our time advancing the skill set that we utilize 10% of the time. If you get what I mean, we're, yeah, we're spending yeah. our time educating ourselves on, on, the specifics of being a captain, which is a skill set that we probably only use 10% of the time. The other 90% is leadership. And we get very little training on that. And nobody tells us as captains when, when your goal is to become a captain, oh, hey, by the way, 90% of your job is, is, is managing a crew and keeping them motivated and inspired and, and taking care of them and making sure everybody's okay. So I... It's a, it's a lack of leadership, but it's a lack of, oh, I didn't know that was part of the job. Yeah, so I think yeah. we need to do a better job at, uh, in the industry when when people are going to these courses and they're wanting to become captains, you know, oh, hey, by the way, maybe we should focus a little bit or encourage them to, you know, I read tons of books and articles and YouTube videos on leadership and management, trying to always better myself. So I think we have to let ourselves know too that mm -hmm. there's really a lot of time that you should spend with self-study to become, to become a better leader. You know, that has come up in a couple different of our conversations, especially with some other members in the yachting industry um, about where do I go to get these resources? I mean, my brain just went in like five different directions of no wonder you are also on this mission with mental health, because if 90% of this role requires you to be in tune, tapped in, 
ready to have conversations. You're not just taking care of a boat. You're taking care of the pieces that are guiding the boat. And that takes a lot of, I mean, a lot of a lot, right? That's emotional intelligence. That, that's, that's true time, time management, making sure that you're aware and present with everybody on your, on board. Um, so the fact that that is 90% of the job and that's not being taught or recognized. And then we're like, well, we have this large percentage of mental health in- industry. We have this large percentage of alcohol and drug abuse. Well, no wonder, right? You've got a bunch of these talented individuals kind of flailing about out there of, you know, I love what I'm doing, but I feel alone. I feel not seen. Don't know really what direction I'm going in or what career possibilities when you really do need that guidance of not only am I the captain here, but I'm the captain for you as well. So I want to make sure that you're in the right direction and that you're being taken care of. So that's massive. I mean, that's, that's a really interesting. Yeah. And then it is massive. And then you put pressure on yourselves as the captain, like, I'm the captain. I'm supposed to like know everything. I'm supposed to have all of the answers, which is so dumb. Right. But we feel like, and well, yeah. in some senses our, our crew is looking at us to have all the answers. Yeah. Okay. And so that's, you know, that's one of the things that has, has I've had to learn is to just be honest and say, guys, I messed up. I didn't, I didn't get that decision right that time. And I'm sorry. Or, or I don't know. I think I don't know is probably the the biggest, uh, the, the most useful, impactful phrase that you could ever use because, but it's hard. Like, right. You're, you're, you've just got this preconceived idea that I'm the captain. So I'm supposed to know. Well, yeah. No. How can you know everything? It's, it's yeah. okay to say, I don't know. And, and actually, actually when you do say you don't know, you gain so much more respect from the crew. Um, and, and, and then that also, then it just snowballs because then that, that empowers them to be like, Oh, well, yeah, I do yeah. know about this and I can help you with this. And it, and it just, so um, it's hard though, because you're right. There's a ton of pressure on you, not only to keep the, 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 the boats going and to keep the boss happy and to keep the, the, the business, which it's essentially running a boat as a business, but you know, and that's another thing. What if you have no, no, uh, um, business education behind you. And now all of a sudden, you know, you're driving around this $15 million asset that, um, is, is technically a business and well, nobody taught you anything about a PL statement or a budget mm-hmm. or, you know, anything like that. So you're right there. There is, um, a massive amount of, of pressure. Yeah. That's interesting. When I think about like as an owner, when you're going in to find, you want to find your captain and you want to find your crew, what are some of the things that are being asked when you're recruiting, right? Of looking for a captain. Well, what are you looking for in a captain? My guess is that the, t- the top are going to be, do they know how to captain the size boat? What is their experience doing this? What's their past history with navigation, with docking, with all these things. But I wonder how often either the recruiters or just, you know, that the industry is saying, Hey, have you asked about what type of leadership and how long have they been with their crew and what kind of churn rate are they having with, their, you know, their crew members and their staff. So I think that that is a very interesting awareness because I, I would guess that if you have, like you said, your team is like a well-oiled machine now, right? Where you've created this container where not only are you exercising your skill sets on the vessel at just a nice precision rate and you're communicating in that regard, but you're going to be able to, to get to problem, to resources for problems that much faster, right? Because you've created this container where the, mm-hmm. the conversation of, I actually don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to find out or let's find out together. Or, you know, you've created this safe space. So you're going to get to the resolve that much faster 
or whereas in some environments, I would assume they may not ever get to a resolve, right? We're just kind of hard charge yeah. and, and then you've got the turnover rate. So that's, I think about like almost a call out to the, the recruiting and the professional side of it of like, that's a really important question to ask when you're, when you're staffing a boat and getting the owners and the, and the boat captains connected. No, it's huge. And then, and, and then there's the aftercare. So you've hired us and you've placed us on a boat, but call and check up on us, call and see how we're doing, call. And so there needs to be, there needs to be some, and I love management companies, love them, love them, love them. Um, uh, but you know, they're, they're growing and learning too. And, and so I had a conversation with one the other day. She said, yeah, I, you know, I, I followed up, uh, <clears throat> or I, it was a, it was a case of bullying that one of the, the crew members reached out to management and I said, well, did you follow up with the crew member and let them know where you were in the process? And she's like, no, I was just doing my job and taking care of it. So, mm. so instead of, I think there, you need to remember as, as a management company, um, don't forget about us, you know, you know, yeah, after yeah. we call you and we tell you we need something. Okay. You know, you do it, let us know, or you hire us, you place us on a boat but call and check in, you know, see, and there are some of them out there doing that and they do amazing jobs of it, but there needs to be more of that. Um, you, you bring up a really good point. Yeah, they do. Um, I, I think seeing how we're doing after you get us on there, yeah, you know, is, yeah. is, is huge. Way back in another lifetime of mine, I was a recruiter for uh, a big staffing agency and I was staffing administrative positions. And we would go through and we would interview candidates for different positions, executive assistants, um, accounting personnel, that kind of thing. We'd sit down and we do the, we would do the questionnaire. Um, how do you know Excel? Do you know SAP? Do you know, and we would just go through all these different softwares about their experience. And what it came down to time and time again was knowing the culture of the job, especially physically going to a company, sitting down with either the hiring manager or just kind of being in the office and picking up on the culture. Is it quiet? Is there music playing? Is everybody eating lunch together? Um, is there a lot of laughing going on? Are people just kind of in their offices with the door closed? What's the culture like? Because if I take a nice closed environment and I shove somebody in there, like me, that's giggling and laughing and like <laughs> music on in the background, I'm not going to fit in. Right. And so then like no. four days later, the company's calling and saying, they're not a good fit. You know, please remove them, bring, bring us somebody else. Oh, but they, ha they scored the highest in all of these software skills. It wasn't those, it was that they didn't fit in with the culture. And I think that, you know, my job was to check in and make sure these humans we're doing okay. Like, are you in a good spot? Do you feel seen? Do you feel like your skill sets are being utilized? Are you fitting in with everybody, you know? And that was always a good indicator of, okay, this is going to be a success. We found a good home for this personnel, but it's exactly what you were saying is you can't just let people go out there and, you know, not feel like there's somebody that's checking in and making sure you're doing okay. Cause there's not a lot of environments where you can go, Hey, I'm not okay. And I need to talk to somebody about what might be going on here. Imagine if you had full control of your boat, you felt safer, eliminated the unknown, and you were able to forecast and plan for your boat's upcoming maintenance instead of being caught off guard. Can you imagine knowing exactly what is installed on your boat down to the part and serial number on all of your standard and custom equipment at a moment's notice? Having instant access to your manuals while at dock or at sea and provide custom departure checklists specifically for your boat and your crew and being able to ensure the value and the pedigree of your boat with digital logs recording the full history of every event on your boat. Well, you can. 
with Vessel Vanguard. We are the leading maintenance and safety management software in the marine industry. We work with a wide range of marine industry experts, including yacht owners, captains, ferry and tugboat operators. If you're looking to safeguard your assets and preserve your revenue, visit VesselVanguard.com and schedule a demonstration for yourself. The link can be found in the show notes below. We look forward to supporting you and your vessel soon. Yeah. No. And you know, you just, you have my mind going 90 miles a minute too. And I'm thinking, <laughs> what about intake? What, what about, what about intake? And I've spoken to one captain. This is a brilliant idea that he does. Um, he, um, he's a fleet captain. So he's got tons of boats, tons of crew. And when he's thinking about hiring a potential person, he's got this intake form that um, has a bunch of questions on it. Like you were just talking, listening to music, hobbies, um, you know, <clears throat> trying to get to, are they introverted, extroverted? What do they like to do? Do they, you know, I think, and what he does is he takes this questionnaire that he has and then he, he compares it up against who he's currently got on the team mm. to see if they're a good fit. And when he said that to me, I was like, oh my God, that's brilliant. Can you please send me that form? Yeah. <laughs> because, because you're right. Like, um, um, we're a noisy bunch <laughs> and, <laughs> And, um, you know, if you, if you put somebody on board with us, that's potentially quite an introvert, quiet, timid, yeah, introvert, I mean, they might feel left out, right? They might feel yeah. like this isn't, I'm not good at what I'm doing. Sensory or, overload. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I fit in perfect. I'm coming. <laughs> all right. Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> no, these I, are all really good, really good points. See, I told you it should not be called maritime shorts. It should be maritime long. <laughs> because we're 20 minutes in and we've got like two hours stuff of stuff left to cover, Rhiannon. It's so good. Well, that actually, that can bleed right into what you were doing at Fort Lauderdale Boat Show because you had two seminars. I was able to make it to one, but you had a really good turnout despite being in a funky location and making it like a labyrinth to get to you. You still had oh a great God. turnout. So remind us of what your two seminars were and some of the highlights from both of them. Oh my God. They, they, yes, it was over the river and through the woods. So thank you for making that long journey um, to come and, and listen to me, uh, Babylon for an hour and 15 minutes. Um, I'm so, so thankful for anybody and everybody that did, but I, yeah, two seminars. So one was over the, the culture, the current culture and climate of the industry, kind of just, just talking about general, here's, here's some stats, here's what we're seeing, here's where we might need to think about going next. And here's what we're, we're seeing the change that is happening. Mm -hmm. um, and then the, the other seminar was blatantly getting to and calling out some of the stickier types of things that are going on in the industry, talking about, you know, my, my top four, um, the drug and alcohol abuse, the bullying, the sexual harassment, and then the discrimination, you know, being um, size, gender, age, or race. Mm -hmm. And um, just bringing light to it, getting people talking more about it. And the, the, they, they went so well. Um, I, I still get chills. And I just, I just, I just felt it. Now I got chills <laughs> when I share this every time, but this young woman that comes up to me before my second seminar and pulls me aside, she asks if she can have a picture with me. And so I'm like, Oh yes, of course, you know. And, uh, she says, I have something to tell you. And I said, well, what's that? And she says, I flew all the way from Italy to come listen to you talk. It's amazing. And I was like, Oh my God. I was like, what me, you know? And I mean, there's just, there's so many, so many thoughts. It's incredible. Like it is, it is, it is, it is. It's like, I was just like, I was just 
I still, I'm speechless about that. It's hard yeah. to be speechless. And I just like, what, what do you say? Like, that's, that's huge. And what did you say? Like, I was just thinking, you're absolutely right. Like, what did you say? Like, I didn't say anything. I grabbed her and I gave her the biggest, <laughs> yeah. longest hug that I've yeah. ever given anybody. And, um, and, and as I'm hugging her, um, she goes, she goes, I've been waiting for this moment. Oh my god! And gosh. I was like, oh, you know, and, um, just so, so cool. And, you know, it's cool to know that you're changing lives, but what those people don't know is they're changing mine too. Oh yeah. I mean, I know it may sound cheesy as, as all get out, but they, the, the folks that listen to what I have to say, like they're so inspirational to me, you know, because there's days that it's hard managing a fleet of boats and managing a brand. And there's days that I'm just like, Oh my God, I don't know if I can do this anymore. But then, you know, about the time that I'm like, I just, I just like think I, I don't have any more energy or I can't do yeah. it. I get something like that. The universe gives you a gift and, and the brand is you, right? Like my brand is my product of Vessel Vanguard. Your brand is you, you're right. So that, yeah. that is, throws another layer of where you know, like, that can be hard on the days when you're like, ah, is this right? Is this making a difference? Should I keep going? Does anybody give a shit? Right? Like, we, so that, and you get to a spot of like, and it's you, right? You're, how, you're how are you in my head? Because those are the exact same things I say. Those the days that it's hard, everything that you just said is what I say. And it's yeah. like, you're like, yeah, like, does anybody care what I have to say? Does anybody listening? Am I making a difference? Am I just spinning my wheels? You know, and you're right. The universe has a funny way of just giving you a gift right when you need it, because, love it. I love it. Yeah, I know. So Flips was, it was amazing. And I mean, you know, Vessel Vanguard, you guys are a huge supporter. And like that just, that means, that means the world to me. Like it really, really does. And um, like I just, with without, without you, I can't do what I do. You know, I, I like truth be told, I can't, you know, if I don't, if I don't have you and I don't have your support and I don't have you behind me, I, I can't do it. And, and it's something that has grown to be so big that like, I, and, and the difference that I see that I'm making, like it has to keep going, you know, it has to keep going. Yeah. And, and it's really cool. Um, because one at a time I get messages coming in saying, you know, I'm in a better place now because you encouraged me to speak out or, you know, the captain had no idea. And now that I told him or her, you know, things are so much better or, yeah. or you gave me the courage to leave that toxic boat. And now yeah. I'm on a much yeah. better one where I really fit. And it's just like, okay, you know, you know, even, even if I just get one of those every once in a while, just to know that the change is happening. Like yeah. we're seeing yeah. it. You know, I said, I said that yachting needs a facelift. Like it needs a cultural facelift. And you know, it, so it's cool. Like it's, we're seeing it. And, um, cool. so no flips is amazing. Palm beach is coming up, you know? Um, so that's like officially like my one year anniversary from when I did my first oh, seminar. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. About that. I was scared to death that nobody was going to show up. And then 80 people show up and like my whole entire crew is like running around the show, robbing people of chairs. The food court. Oh my God. They're probably gonna, they probably wanted to kill me, but you know, like I look back at the food court and I was like, Oh, there's a bunch of tables and no chairs. It's because I have them all. <laughs> but, um, 
So yeah, so Palm Beach is coming up again. And so as um, far as like size, right? So Fort Lauderdale, it, it's huge. I mean, that, that I knew it was a big show. I know it's like one of the big, it is the biggest boat show in the world. Um, and is. I think I saw some stat that said like $69.5 billion in revenue to the city during that show. It was just like insane to try to absorb. And obviously the vast size of it from walking the boat show at Bahia Mar to taking the taxi over to the convention center to see those boats and to see you. And then at night doing the Sea Keepers, doing the International Super Yacht Society. Like it was just like, this thing is just massive in depth and size. So it was, it was a lot. So tell me about like the West Palm Beach boat show. Like, what are you thinking? Cause right behind that is Miami, right? Uh, Miami first. Yeah. So Miami's first. Um, and, uh, then, and then Palm beach right behind that. Um, I, well, I love them all. I mean, I love boats, so I love boat shows. I I love every single one of them, but Palm beach is really starting to become my favorite. I love Palm Um, beach. Yeah. Because love it. Flips is amazing, but it's huge. huge. I mean, if, if you need to get your steps in, Flips is definitely the one to go to yeah. um, because it's massive and, and there's so much there. But Palm Beach has a different feel. And and dare I say that it's my favorite boat show. I hope Informa is not listening. I hope Informa is listening, but I hope they're not listening because <laughs> now, now they know which show is my favorite. But um, Palm Beach is my favorite show because it's it's all right there. Like it's it's just enough. It's just what you need. You know, mm-hmm. you can get from one into the show you know, uh, easily without, you know, feeling like you've, you know, walked uphill and 10 feet of snow both ways, you know, over the river and through the woods. So, um, uh, Palm beach is like, it's the it show for me. It it really is. Yeah. Is that, is that, that's your favorite one too? I just Palm beach in general. I just really, you know what I mean? There's just something about it. It's a chill vibe. You can walk Mm -hmm. pretty much anywhere, which I really, really love. Um, I don't know. I just really like it. So are you doing one seminar, two seminars? What's the game plan for that? Um, I haven't gotten the final say from Informa yet, but uh, they dialed me in for two at Flint. So they'll probably dial, dial me in for two at Palm beach. And, um, you know, and I, and, um, I, of, of course I'm, I'm, I'm game for it and rolling around exactly how I want the topics to go in my head because I want to, I really put a lot of thought into these. I put huge amounts of thoughts into these. So I'm like, okay, well, what if someone that has seen come and listen to me talk before comes again, I want them to hear new stuff, but then I also want to cover stuff that maybe someone didn't get to see my last talk. So, um, you know, but then somebody even said to me when I was in Monaco, um, at my two hour talk, which, um, so I can't believe that I, I held the attention for two hours of an entire room full of people, but they said, you know, you really should think about making an entire day workshop about this. Oh. And so I'm, yeah. So I'm like, okay. Interesting. We, we, yeah. So, I mean, because <clears throat> you could, you could do, you could easily do an entire day on just one of these big four topics. But, but I mean, what about, what about a workshop where you can come you can sit and you can walk away with like actual tools. You can walk yes. away with, with like, you know, almost a scenario saying, okay, if this happens, you know, here's how maybe you can respond or, mm. or here's uh, here's a good idea of what, wh- how you should react or what you should say, mm-hmm. or <clears throat> even legalities and that kind of thing. So <clears throat> I think a workshop where 
people can really walk away with tools and, and, and how do you handle some of these stickier situations? So it's, it's, it's rolling around in there. It's rolling around in there. So you think about like 2023 and you and I weren't connected just yet. The first part of it, but it's like you launched into West Palm beach. You're nervous. You weren't really sure how this was going to hit the industry. And then boom, you are (laughs) essentially like busting up the seams in this room, stealing chairs from the cafeteria. Like, holy heck, there's a lot of people that are showing up (laughs) that propelled you to Monaco. Like, that success that you were nervous to show up for propelled you to be invited to Monaco for two sessions and one being a two hour session. And then from there, it was two sessions at the Fort Lauderdale boat show. Um, I think your brand and your social media presence has grown exponentially. And just since you and I have gotten connected and yes. so like going into 2024, I know you were just talking about instead of setting down and doing like, Hey, what are my goals? Like I'm going to write down my goals for 2024. Like let's do vision boards. So mm-hmm. have you done your vision board and what does it look like? for this space? Like what's the next level for you? Oh, this, that's so good. I I've got the pieces. So I see, and I'm trying, I'm, I've, I've got my little magazine cutouts and my piece of cardboard that I can glue it on. But then I've also been looking at apps because I'm like, okay, should I like modernize the vision board (laughs) and not do the old school (laughs) cut and paste, like literal cut and paste, like you know, yeah, you and I, I would have done the cut and paste. Yeah. Well, I know because then I'm like, well, if I do that, then like I can like hang it up somewhere like next to my bed or something like that. And then like, I have to see it every day. And that's funny because somebody just commented, they sent me a private message and they were like, you know, um, I actually posted my vision board, uh, beside my bathroom mirror so that I could see it every day when I yeah. wake up. And I was like, oh my God, that's a brilliant idea. Um, but then I'm like, well, they've got all these really cool apps, you know? So it's funny. I, I really do visualize everything. And I caught myself the other day, not being so kind to myself and saying, Oh, well, that probably won't work or, Oh, maybe, you know, you know, uh, and it was, and it was workshops cause I'm in conversations with <clears throat> another company, um, about creating some workshops for, um, actually the interior, which is obviously not my, my strong suit, but I feel very much that the interior kind of gets forgotten. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm got rolling around in some talks with, in, in my mind, uh, and, and talking to some other people that want to help with this, um, creating some workshops for the interior. So what I'm getting at is I really visualize it. So I started saying to myself, well, what if nobody comes? Because like, you know, I'm a captain, I'm exterior. I am not interior. Like what if nobody comes and I'm like, stop it. Like, why would you like, why you wouldn't say this to your bestie. Like you would say to your bestie, you know, rock on, everybody's going to show up. It's going to be great. And you know, so, so back to the whole visualizing thing. So then I actually, I started thinking about it and I'm like, no, like the room is going to be full and it's going to be great. And the engagement's going to be awesome. And the deliverables are going to be spot on. So my, my vision board has got some cutouts of people on stage speaking, you know, so that I can grow my speaking. It's got people in, 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 in chairs, like attending, you know, a class or a workshop. It's got um, a bigger boat on it. Let's, let's go back to what I really am. I'm really a captain and um, I have huge goals of, um, oh my gosh, I actually sit for my test in February to, for my next license. And I have to go to the Coast Guard and sit for this test. So, you know, I've got, um, I've got my little cutout of a much bigger boat because I, I want my own goals as, as a captain are, I want a bigger command. You know, I want the larger vessel. 
I want the worldwide itinerary, you know, so I've, I've got my little coat out of the bigger boat. I've got, you know, the pictures of, of the med, the Arctic, you know, and, and all of the different places that I want to go. So all of these things that I really think about in my head and I dream about, I'll go screenshot a picture on the phone or I'll cut one out of a magazine or something like that. And it, and it, and it's really there. So then I can remind myself like, yeah, what does there's it feel that like, like, yeah, what is that version yeah. of Kelly when she's gotten to that and that's become a reality? What are you, what are you feeling? What is your, like, what are you conjuring? Right. Cause it's going to trigger that mental, that pathway so that you can get to there emotionally. And that just allows all of the energetic fields to flow naturally. It does. That's it amazing. Does. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to do a vision board with me? I would love to. Oh, I, are you girl, cut I love and paste? my vision board. Cut and paste or are you going to do one on an app? I am a cut and paste. Yeah. I think we have to cut and paste There's and get the glue stick out. That like, day. yeah. When you protect that space, cause we get all the magazines, right. And they'll sit there for a while, but it's like, nope, you take this cause it takes time. And at first it, it can be a little daunting. Like I need a couple of hours. Like when are you going to find a couple of hours to sit down and think about what do you want to do? What do you want to attract into your world? And then once you start there, that create, you have to honor the creative process because that's when a lot of the magic can really start to, to bubble up. But once you do that, oh, I love the cut and paste all day long. Like, one of my <laughs> most favorite questions, you actually said it a couple of times of like, what if, what if, what if? And um, it's something I've said for years of like, gosh, what if this doesn't work? Or what if I'm not good? What if I sound stupid? What if they don't think that I belong? Mm -hmm. But then I'm like, well, what if it's phenomenal? What if it's better than I could have mm -hmm. ever imagined? What if there's more yep. than enough and there's so many doors that open? It's like, play with that statement of like, what if? Because really anything is possible if you stay in that space and you and you remain in that space and you keep leaning into something, anything mm -hmm. is possible, I think. Oh my God. And when you put it out there, I mean, like, look, you know, all this psychobabble that we used to hear when we were younger about, you know, talking to yourself and the conversations that you have with your self and the so energy real. that you put out is the energy that you attract. Oh my God. It's right. It is so <laughs> real. Like, I mean, so you know, <laughs> it is so real. And I'm like, okay, maybe I should listen a little harder to all that psychobabble <laughs> back then because like that, that stuff is so real and you really do. I mean, I mean, just think about it on a very simple level. If you walk into a room with a smile on your face, everybody smiles back and they're happy to see you. But if you walk in, you know, with your resting boat face on, everybody's like, what's she yeah. doing here? No, but nobody wants to see you. I mean, and it really is as simple as that. So the energy you put out is really what, what you attract and what comes back to you. And, you know, and that's, that's, you know, you talk about crew and us being together and spending so much time and being in each other's space all the time. Think about the energy you're putting out. You know, mm -hmm. are you, are you walking around the boat with your resting boat, boat face on? Because if you are, nobody's going to want to be around you. And then it just screws up the tone of the whole entire boat, you know? But if you're, you know, if you're smiling and having fun and, and everything like that, then everybody's going to jump on that bandwagon too. So you, yeah. you just, you have to think about the energy that you're putting out there. That's true. That's very, very true. All right. So you've got 2024 coming up. Um, you have West Palm Beach, but it's not defined, but you also just shared some really exciting news right before we jumped on and started recording because you have another gig that you're booking. Are you able to reference that? Oh my God. Yeah. So no, I can't, I can. So okay. where, um, where I graduated from my undergrad, um, Ball State University reached out to me and asked me to come and give, um, a keynote speech. And I just got off of that phone call right, right before we jumped on to here and what that's looking like. And the fact that, you know, Ball State University, by the way, is in the middle of the country. 
And I think the, the largest body of water close to it's probably like somebody's water fountain. Okay. So there's like no water, there's no yacht. And, and so, um, so talking about, you know, how, how I went from my undergrad degree in chemistry to being a super yacht captain just doesn't even seem tangible. It doesn't even seem like, like you can touch that or feel that. And going back and speaking to them, um, uh, the fellow that I was just talking to that heads up these programs there, we were just literally brainstorming together. How does this look? Because folks in their twenties, I remember when I was there and that's probably why I gravitate to, to the young adults so much is the twenties are hard. Like, you know, that's when everybody's asking you, okay, you know, what are you going to do when you grow up and when are you getting married and how many kids are you having? And when are you buying a house? And like, all this pressure on you and as a 20 something year old to know what you're doing with the next 80 years of your life. um, That's that's hard. Yeah. Yeah. So we were talking about what is, what is this keynote going to look like? And so I'm excited to write a brand new speech and tie in leadership, mental health, kind of, you know, the 20 something quarter life crisis that I think we all go through and, and just how I got from, from there to here, like, and you know, and like this fellow that I was talking to, he's like, you know, you're called an influencer now. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, when you were in college, influencer wasn't even a term. Wasn't even a thing. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, and yeah, and I'm still adjusting to it. Like influencer. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just Kelly out there babbling on about what I babble on about, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> I, but then I'm like, oh, okay. I guess I am, you know? Yeah. And so no, I'm super excited to see how that flushes out. Super excited to go back and talk to them. Um, I just, I love the young adult age group. So no, like this, I'm just, I, I can't when wait to see that. When, when is that going to be? We, we don't know. Like oh. we just, like I literally <laughs> just had the conversation with them before I jumped on this, uh, on this session with you. And so it's like, that's like literally in the work. So that's super cool. excited, um, about that, but, um, enough about me. What about you? I mean, you just went to the workboat show and like, I oh, saw, we did. oh my God, like you guys really jammed out on the booth. We did. We did. We had a very real conversation of, um, wanting to make sure that, Everybody at the International Workboat Show knows who Bessel Vanguard is when we walked away from that show. And so I'm just looking at like, it was a phenomenal show. I've never been to this conference. You go to a lot of different conferences and some of them are good. Some of them are better than others for all different reasons, right? Whether it's location or just, you know, how the, the different sessions are put on and the content. It was phenomenal. Very well done. Everybody had a great space. Um, a lot of people have been there for many, many, many years in a row. And so here comes this big blue booth that's kind of, you know, <laughs> large and sparkly. And the amount of people that came up and went like this, like, nice booth. <laughs> I don't need your product, but that's a nice booth. So big shout out to the trade group. I can't even tell you working with them was amazing. Um, they, they just put in a lot of hard work and, and they said that, you know, trust us, trust us, trust us. And we were like, oh my gosh, we're going to show up in Louisiana. We could end up with like a shack and not be able to do anything about it and be out a lot of money, but we didn't, we showed up and it was absolutely phenomenal. So big shout out to them. They did a great job. Um, but it was such a great, great show. We were really, really busy. Got a chance to meet up with existing customers, showcase Vessel Vanguard 360, which is really exciting because we're in the process of moving everybody over to that platform from the LTE, from the pro, the pro system. 
um, have a lot of, a lot of Coast Guard came up, which was really cool because I got a chance to kind of face-to-face talk with the U.S. Coast Guard representatives on, okay, what does the safety management system look like through your eyes? Um, when you talk about like timeline of regulations and what are you thinking that that's going to, you know, bleed over into and what are some of the hardest things that our operators are, are struggling with? And when they try to wrap their minds about how are they going to implement a safety management system and where do they go for resources? So it was a really educational, selfishly, you know, opportunity for me to, to pick the brains of our authorities that are getting ready to push down some mandates. And then to be able to showcase, you know, where our, our mindset is as well. So made new opportunities, got a chance to connect with existing customers and reconfirm those relationships and then gain a tremendous amount of information and knowledge. So. Wow. That is so freaking cool. No, I was watching you. I I was, I was fangirling. I was, um, I was watching you on social media and I was like, Oh my God, they're just rocking it. Like they're killing it. Now that's awesome that you got to connect with the coast guard because that's just like, that's a huge that you gotta be so proud of that. Like all all of the, you know, when you and I first started talking, we're talking about flag states, we were talking about the Coast Guard and it was like, all right, so, you know, a lot of my depth knowledge wise when it comes to safety is on the aviation side, because that's where I spent so much time of understanding the FAA regulations and your ADs and your advisory Mm -hmm. circulars and how does it bleed over into um, Transport Canada and international travel. So, I mean, it was years of that. And I felt a little like, wait a minute, like any of my previous career experience in the marine industry was managing an office team of, you know, on the Mercury engine side of it, supporting our boat racing team, but I wasn't into the regulation. Well, there really hasn't been very much. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I never really, that just wasn't a part of my curiosity. So to, to go through my aviation stint and now come here and realize it's needed. It's, it's a conversation that's been on the table. It's starting to heat up because of some recent with the conception and then some other loss of life, you know, unfortunate tragedies, mm-hmm. It's starting to come up. So it was like, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. I got to dial it back and go and start to look at um, what are these CFRs? What are they linked to? How are they going to implement these regulations? How are they going to go through and you know, make sure that these are being updated and that they are being complied with? I'm starting to go into that and like really just like gobble it up. Like, okay, okay. Oh, no. that's awesome. And like two weeks prior to International Work Boat Show, I spoke at the Passenger and Commercial Vessel Association up in um, Canada. That was your keynote, right? Yes. So, oh, my God. I'm so excited. Like, Girl, let me tell you how grateful I am for technology because, oh, like, five days before then, I got that nasty flu that's been going around. And oh no, I haven't been sick like that since I was, like, a five-year-old. Like, I was like, what is this? Oh, this is a fever. Like, it was just awful. So I was supposed to travel to Ottawa, um, unfortunately, because I wasn't, you know, up to health standards. I wasn't able to get on a plane and go to another country. But thank goodness for the PCVA because they were able to, they said, don't worry about it. We'll put you on a Zoom. A lot of people from North America are going Zoom because it was right up against Thanksgiving. Um, but we really want to hear what you're speaking. You can relate to what I'm about to say. So I'm jumping on this Zoom with an entire room full of passenger and commercial vessel association members up in Ottawa, Canada. Oh, right? my God. Okay. So I'm jumping into this Zoom member. No pressure. Um, no pressure. I'm <laughs> coughing every three seconds. So the open, I'm like, hi, I'm Rihanna and Silvashi, blah, blah, blah. We're going to talk about digitization, how it's impacting your day-to-day workflows and some of the pitfalls and things you should be excited about. And I'm going to cough every three seconds. So I apologize for my mute. So I had to like, literally like mute, like cough up a lung. So oh all these God. people that I like, I know that you know, my first time meeting them, but the other part of it is like, you don't know how it's being received, right? Because if you're standing in front of a room, you can, you can read, read the room. room. 
right? So I'm on a Zoom and I've got a, my slide deck going, talking about digitization, really trying to drive it home as to why they should get excited. And the pitfalls are not pitfalls are just things you got to be aware of and speed bumps. And there's tools out there to help them all this content. And I'm not sure, like, how is it being delivered? And it was like 44 minutes goes by like that. I kind of pause, oh, right? I, I, I was like, whoa, I pause and I kind of sit and it's like, and then the questions started coming. And then I was like, is that your email? And then the email started coming of what about this? I have this size boat. I have this size fleet. What does it look like? Oh, what is the safety? God. Yeah. So the conversation started bubbling and I was so incredibly grateful for the organization, for all of the operators there. There's a lot of really cool things happening because Transport Canada is coming in hot with their regulations. Like December really? 31st, they are in place. They mandate a safety management system. They are coming in really strong. And then there's a one-year phase in to get your system set up, to get your safety management system set up. So that is like wow. hot and heavy going into 2024. And I think the U.S. Coast Guard will piggyback on that because everybody's saying three to five years for the U.S. Coast Guard. I, my guess is that they will shorten it just because of what they're seeing up, what their like, buddies up above. Isn't this cool? Like Vessel Vanguard's like international. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, oh, I mean yeah. like, 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 like all over the We're world. multilingual. Like, <laughs> I know you're multilingual, you're international, you're all over. I mean, you're just worldwide. And it's just like, I mean, that's freaking cool. Like, yeah. and then conversations with the Coast Guard, conversations with Transport Canada, like, like you just don't get any bigger than that. That's like, well, you got to feel well, so. Here's the thing, and you're going to, you told, I know you're going to identify with this too, but my conversations are with husband and wife operations mom and pop operations. Yep. I had an amazing email and I, I won't call her out, but she, I was so grateful because she said, you know, I think we need to take a few minutes of months and, and really absorb this, look at the cost, how we're going to, you know, afford this. And uh, thank you so much. It was kind of like, thank you. We'll, we'll talk in a couple of months. And I wrote back and I, and I said, Hey, if you could take a few minutes and just give me even more information, like I'm curious on how you came to that conclusion. What was the conversation on the other side? I would just really love to know. And she wrote me this like paragraph and I was so oh, wow grateful. And she said, yeah. it's me and my husband. And for me to call him an employee would be disrespectful because he's been one of our best friends for over 20 years and we're running this and to look at the cost and we do everything with a paper process now. Right. So it was like, okay, so this is very real. Like, yes, there's a safety management mandate coming in some way, shape or form for reasons, very specific reasons, right? Loss of life is there, there is an option to not lose yeah. those lives. So that has to be in place, but how do we support these business? How do we support these moms and dads? How do we support these husbands and wives that got into this industry? Cause they love it. They just freaking love it. And they mm -hmm. care about where they are, whether it's the history of the space, they love these fairies. They love showing people their hometown or, you know, where they're from. And, and they've made a business and a life out of it. And how do you look at them and say, you can still do this, but even better. Right. Instead of like, how am I going to afford this? We should look at selling. We should look at closing. This is going to take us down. So that is a big part of it for me as well. Of like, hold my hand. We can do this together and it's going to be all right. It's actually going to be better than you ever imagined. And you can scale. You can scale in social media wise. You can scale internal business wise. Like there's so many opportunities here. So one side of it for me is like, hi, let's make the world safer and better and easier. And by the way, I love software. So here's mine. The other part of it is like, <laughs> let's just help people be people, you know, like making sure it's okay and that they have a safe place to land. I think perhaps even more rewarding than growing your business, selling more software is 
watching someone else grow, watching someone else succeed, watching that, knowing that you helped that mom and pop business, um, become safer, number one, but grow their business, streamline their business, make it, make it help turn it into a well-oiled machine. It's just like, I think that that is, that, that has got to be the most rewarding. Yeah. You know, that, that is, that is just so cool. But I, here's the thing though. Like I, I know their fear as far as adopting the software. I had the same question and my friend Ray Ray last night texted me the the, The the same question. How does it, you know, how long does it take to onboard? And, um, like you guys hold our hands. And I was like, I told Ray Ray, I was like, you don't have to do it. They do it for you. And she was like, what? And I was like, yeah, you got to feed them some information. So they've got stuff to put in. But I was like, they do it for you. And I think that's something you need to get out there more. Okay. I really do because what scares people and, or, or captains or these business owners is we're like, okay, here's this software and I'm supposed to take my stack of files. That's like this big and put it all into this software. Like lady, how much time do you think I have on my hands? Yep. Is what I'm thinking. Almost to the point to where I'm just like, you know what? I'm, I'm not doing this. I'm not adopting this software. Yeah. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing because I don't have the time. But then when you were like, no, no, all we need is serial numbers and model numbers and we'll put it all in for you. Or like, I mean, even you when you guys, I mean, you guys even helped, you know, my chiefs too with all the inventory on the interior, putting that stuff in, like, you, you know, have to make I mean, it easy. Like you have, you have like- to because everybody's so stinking busy and I have to look at like, why do I buy things that I buy? Right. Cause one, it's financial investment Two, If there's a big time requirement, you've, you've really lost me because I, don't, my, I have a big time management bubble written down here. Like Kelly, I think having a segment talking about your time management, cause I already started to write out your schedule. I'm like, okay, January, she has this February. She has a recertification <laughs> March. She has West Palm beach. Oh, Miami's also in February. Like, Oh, and you're also captaining about who's going to want to go out on their boat. And you know, uh-huh. like, so like there's massive time management that you, I think would be really, really interesting for everybody of just life in general, but how do you manage your bulk of your life in your profession? And then how do you add additional legs off of that, whether it's for personal interest or, um, you know, other financial opportunities. And that, I think that that is really, really important, but, um, yes, I have to make it easy for somebody to get excited about the solution that we're bringing and then to fully say yes and maintain that excitement. And I can't say join the vessel Vanguard and adopt this software program. It's going to be a lot of work for you, but eventually you're going to like it. Okay. (laughs) You know, but like, no, and I'm just sitting here thinking and I'm like, you know what, Randy, you need to do this. You need to get out there more that you, you guys have done such a great job of this is what the software can do for you. But I think the missing part, because what's the number one question that I had that Ray Ray had that other people had is, well, how long does it take to onboard? Who's going to help me? Like I, this is just the light bulb went off in my head. Um, it's, but, it's yeah, fascinating because think- in aviation, everybody already knew because it's already something that was a part of functioning in that space. So I have to dial it back and realize this isn't something that's here yet. Like we have to provide that intel of we do the heavy lifting for you. You don't have to do this because you're too busy and we get it. So let us do the heavy lifting for you and provide you with the solution so that you can just. Because once you told me you did the heavy lifting for me, I was no. like, oh. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. 
right. Notated. Notated. Okay. 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 So now you gotta tell me when to stop. You're like the world knows, Rian, and you can stop saying that. I'm like, we will do it for you. All right. So I definitely Uh, want to talk about time management, and then I'm writing that down as maybe our next um, Boating Insider long talk. Um, I want to know. Boating Insider going to 2024. We're going to do a recap video today of everybody that we had on from our captains to our professionals to our companies, EYS, uh, you know, just everybody kind of recap. I love what EYS. We've done this Tom, year. Oh my God. I love Tom. Tom is like the best. He's the best. <laughs> he is. He is. I love him. He is the best. And yep, in 2024, we're going to have Maritime Long, not Maritime Short. <laughs> <laughs> Who who else do you think we should have on? Like, that's one of the things I want to throw out there. Like, I know you have a lot of contacts, but I guess like I'm asking the marine industry, is there anybody out there that wants to be a part of the conversation, boating insider being the inside of the boating world of concerns, excitement, new things popping up, specific dedicated lines of talent? Like what, what are the conversations should we look to bring on and give a microphone to? You know, I think if you can get some younger crew, to, to, to talk to and get their perspective, you know, because yeah. it's, they really are not to sound too cheesy or cliche, but there are future leaders. That's true. There are future captains, they there are, the are future. future engineers. And have we picked their brains? Have we talked to them about what's important to them or the things that they're concerned about or their hopes, dreams, and goals for the, for the industry moving forward? You know, I know we've been trying um, to get a hold of Emery and uh, we've oh, been God, you got to get, you got, you, you will. I mean, no, talk about time management. That's a busy girl. Yeah. You know, and I um, her now, I'm always like, well, clearly she can't do this now. <laughs> like, uh, she's, she's like, uh, she's like, she's jamming it out now, but like, and they have, she's just, that girl is just, she's just super cool. And she's so, got yes. two dogs. I just saw that the other day when she was like, her pups are at home. I'm like, you have two dogs. Like, okay, we got to talk. Like, when do you see your pubs? <laughs> They're so stinking cute. So, yes, okay, I have her still on my radar. So, yeah, we'll we'll look at some of the younger generations. Um, anything else that you're seeing as, like, hot topics other than, you know, what you're tackling on your side? Um, you know, I just had a conversation yesterday um, about boat design. Hmm. Um, boat, boat, boat design seems to be um, – and maybe it always has been a hot topic, but it should be more of a hot topic. Um, somebody was telling me that there was some with, with, with these boats going like hybrids and stuff like that. What, mm-hmm. um, what does that do to the engine room space? It, it, you don't need as much engine room Ooh. space. So then how does that in turn, do we translate that then as builders into more space for the owner or do we try to give more space for the crew? Hmm. Interesting. Okay. I have a couple people. Remember, I have a Caroline that was with me at the Sea Keepers event. Yeah, she does yacht designs, so she may be a good oh, one to pick her yeah. brain. Yeah, good one to pick her brain. Yeah. So if anybody's watching, you have some ideas of what we should bring on for a boating insider twenty twenty four. We're making our schedule now, and we would love to have some of your ideas. Yeah, Rhiannon, you can't put me on the spot like right now and ask me what I, I think. You. <laughs> these, these these ideas come along at like two o'clock in the morning when I'm awake and I'm like, oh my God, I need to text Rhiannon. I need to text my bestie right now this idea. Or I'm driving down the road in the middle of traffic and I'm like, oh my God, you know, like yeah. I have an epiphany and I'm like that person, that person's who's, you know, but how many times have I sent you a message just out of the blue? This person, I'll explain it to you later. Yeah, Actually, call this person. No, there is a guy, there is a captain 
he just won um, the A Crew 500 Gross Ton Award. Um, Guy is his name. And I, I heard that this dude is like, like such an inspiration okay. and we, we need to talk to him. Yeah, All right, definitely. Okay. Captain Guy, see if we can make the connection. And when you and I saw each other again at the Sea Keeper Society, I'm not sure if it was before or after I was carrying Taylor Swift through the entire hall. But um, yes, we went Christmas shopping. You're we, a bad influence. <laughs> I mean, well, you're a bad influence, but at least it got mom's Christmas present back. I'm uh, definitely going to be the favorite child at yeah. Christmas. <laughs> yeah, said, Will this promote tears? It's a win. Yep. <laughs> but Captain Sandy was there and you mentioned possible something collaboration with her. Is that still something that's on the docks? Yeah, no, it is actually. Um, she just called and we were texting actually just yesterday, um, ironically. And, um, she is doing some really cool stuff in the educational space and has asked me to be a part of the committee for what she's doing, trying to bring, um, kind of it, it, the way that I envision it, um, that she is bringing in, um, to the, the department of education and into the public school system is, um, a maritime program. So That's just kind of like you right? can go to a vocational school and you can do time in welding or auto body or auto mechanics or printing, that kind of thing. She has worked tirelessly on this new project to bring maritime education into into the high school space. And, um, so I, I actually was a part of the curriculum review once she found out that I had a teaching background. Um, she asked me and I was so honored because I was like, what, you know, like Captain Zandy wants me to be, you know, a part of her curriculum review. So we did that. And then she's asked me to be, she's creating a committee for this and asked me to be on the committee. And, um, I just heard that she asked captain Kate to be on the committee. And so I'm just like, Oh my God, I'm going to be sitting shoulder to shoulder with these two superstars. I know I'm like so excited. So I, am. I, I cannot wait to see, um, the, the department of education from what I heard was very receptive to it and liked it. And so, um, I know she's had a long road ahead of her, but um, I'm just so excited to see where this program goes. Ooh, and because it's that's it's, a trio I mean, right there. You know that, right? I know. That's a trio. I know. Put us all in the same room. I'm telling you. <laughs> that is incredible. Somebody yeah. made a suggestion. They said to do a captain's roundtable on something like this and to bring in the captains that we have had on the Boating Insider um, previously. And kind of announce and either do like a live and what do you want to ask these captains um, or have it to where it's recorded and they can send in their questions ahead of time. And we can just toss the questions out to say five or six captains that are all on at the same time and who wants to address them. So I kind of like that idea. Ooh, like, like that'd that. be very, very interesting to say, what do you want to hear? Like these are captains from what different backgrounds. Know? Yeah. So just throw it out there and just kind of sit back and let the industry get curious and have you all, give your expertise and answers. I like that idea. No. Yeah, no, that is really cool. And then it just be completely open. And then you can ask whatever question that you, you know, whatever burning question you've had that you want an answer to. Yeah. So somebody threw that out there and that one has stuck. And so I want to see if I can put some, some meat around that one and get that done. Awesome. What's next for Vessel Vanguard? So we are wrapping up 2023 with the 360 um, finalization. So it was a soft release in like the September, October timeframe. We really launched it in November. We're fine tuning some of the additional um, features that we want to be able to build onto and taking feedback. So looking at what it can do now, we've got a lot of feedback around inventory and crew management 
keeps popping up. So mm-hmm. that one popped up a lot in one-on-one conversations, feedback, just utilizing the system. And then when we were at International Workboat Show, we got a chance to sit down with some people who have some sort of a system in place now, somewhat of an antiquated solution that's been sitting out there, but they really want to beef it up. They want notifications. They want crew management. Um, the inventory, uh, being able to remove and install components and systems, have that history follow the uninstalled equipment over into the inventory, um, maybe purchase orders, work orders. And then we have some partnerships that we're really Really kind of starting to explore. We had some good attention at Fort Lauderdale, Fort Lauderdale Boat Show, IBEX, and the International Work Boat Show of mm-hmm. telematics. And like, what would that, what would a partnership in that sector look like of being able to pull data through these installed boxes on these uh, large vessels and have it automatically push into your vessel vanguard? A dashboard and be able to start to see oh, wow. trends, report information. So we've got like front end stuff of we're exciting and what do people want, and then back end stuff of how do we how do we get more information into a nice consolidated, sharp looking app and get more people information. So yeah, there's a no, lot of those good are right on target. Yeah, those are right on target with the two areas that we've been talking about on the boat. You know, inventory is a big one. Inventory with engineering, inventory with you know um, with uh, the interior as well. But then also. You know, I was just telling my my first officer the other day, I was like, hey, there's getting to be too many of us keeping track of us now. And, you know, uh, uh, SDC refreshers are coming up. CPRs, you know, refreshers are coming up. Uh, right, my radar to refreshers coming up. And I'm like, we need to put, we need to get in there, you know, what everybody's tickets are. But then the ones that expire, you know, to, to set an alarm for six months out you know, Hey, in six months, you know, your STCW expires or Hey, in six months, you know, your radar expires, you need to, to, and six months out because you don't know where you're going to be. So you need to start planning ahead for when you're back here and can take, you know, your class. So that was literally just a very real conversation that I was having with Sean about, you know, putting, collecting everybody's tickets and putting our tickets in and setting those reminders for when we need to, um, re-up them. You know, yeah. and then and, and then, you know, getting I mean, interior, uh, especially on our program is just there's massive amounts of things that that we need to keep track of um, and, and and getting that in there. And um, so, no, you hit definitely on the two target areas that I know we're talking about when it comes when Vessel Vanguard comes up. Yeah. And then obviously just educating the space as to why they should take something like this seriously. Right. That I mean, it should be sitting there. I think it's going to be coming down the pipelines from insurance companies, from just expectation of how you're keeping all of these systems in place and everybody's up to date and everybody's communicating and transparency. So continuing that education and and bringing it to the owners, the captains, the engineers, the fleet operators, and then, you know, my commercial side of it as well. Well, and even forgetting all of the legal mumbo jumbo of it, just little things of like being able to stay organized, you know, because I run a fleet. We have... Uh, several boats, you know, and then it's just like I was saying to the guys the other day, I was like, Hey, we need to take the trailer in for service. And I'm like, Oh, well, we can put the trailer in underneath the boat into vessel Vanguard. We don't really got to put the particulars down, but we can just make a little note on such and such yep. date that it was serviced. And, you know, like, and I'm just like, I think of all of these ways that, that we can use vessel Vanguard. And it's just, so aside from all of the, the, compliance and this and that, it just keeps you organized because when yeah. you've got, you know, as many toys as the program that I'm on does, how, how are you going to keep track of them all? <laughs> you know, <laughs> And I've got, you know, I've got crew working on this boat over here and I'm over here on this boat and, you know, knowing, just being able to know, 
you know, what's going on with all of them. Uh, I got a message that just came in because some of the mic is off. So we get that fixed. All right. All right. So we're going to finalize what you and me are doing going into 2024 tomorrow. Right. So we'll have more of our maritime longs and <laughs> we'll, come, we'll, brainstorm. we'll have to brainstorm over like a cup of eggnog. And what's a really good way to capture what we want to do out here. Um, but like going into the end, obviously Merry Christmas and Happy New Year and all the good stuff. But anything you want to end your 2023 with that we can put out there and let the world know. No, I'm just, I can't, I, I mean, it's just, don't ever underestimate yourself as what you can achieve as a person. And really when you put your mind to it and you visualize it and you do it. And so if you're, if you're thinking about something that you want to do, whether it be a new business, a new brand, take the leap and do it. Because a year ago, Palm Beach, I was worried that nobody was going to come. Mm-hmm. I was worried that nobody was going to listen. And a year later, just in a year, such a short time, the difference, don't underestimate the difference you can make to this world. Yeah. Really? Because in a year's time, I've gone from thinking I'm going to have zero seats to having the room full to being way far away from the main show to having someone fly from Italy to listen to me talk like just to book a trip, pay for a trip, huge journey. That is not a light journey. No, it's not. So don't, don't underestimate yourself. You know, if you have something that's been gnawing at you in the back of your head that you've wanted to do that you've wanted to try, do it because you would be surprised at, this time next year, where you will be and what you're able to accomplish and really the difference that you can make. I mean, it's just, it's, um, yeah. I was just talking to my kids and I said, they were just talking about like getting frustrated with some test scores and not doing well. And, oh, I should have done really well. Kind of go back to what you were saying of, well, no, it's a new thing that you're learning. So why would you expect to do well? You don't know it. You're going to learn it. You're going to fail at it. And then you're going to decide, oh, I need to stop and and look at this a little bit differently. And I need to learn this and and dedicate some. So yeah, you're going to fail. Don't ever like, of course, you're not going to do it right the first time. You're learning something new. So, you know, when you're putting yourself out there, I think the expectation that you're always got to be perfect, that you got to know exactly what you're you're doing. You got to look perfect. You got to sound great. But if you just let that go for a minute and realize, just go and do it anyway, do it anyway. Let the universe show you what it can really do for you. Lean in and play with the what if, because what if it's better than you could have ever imagined? I like you just that. Lean in. So instead of what if nobody comes, yeah. what if everybody comes and I don't have any seats yes. <laughs> left, you know, you're so right. Because what if, what if it works? Yeah. What if it goes better than planned? Yeah. You know, I mean, you're on a different boat than you were when you started last year, mm-hmm. right? You were the different owner, different fleet of boats. You have your incredible crew. So you maintain some of the best parts about what you had in 2022. You, your speaking has launched. Like it's, it is like leapfrogged and you're going into 2024 with keynotes, um, a part of like an incredible captain female trio. And you and I are talking about what do we want to do going into this podcast, 2024, already boat show bookings. You're guaranteed to be back at Monaco again. So I mean like, holy heck, 
because you leaned in and you said, yep, I'm going to do it anyway. I don't feel ready. I might feel this. I might not, da, 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 but good God. So kudos to you. What an incredible year. Kudos looking, to forward, you. <laughs> looking forward to see what you and I can do going into 2024. I know. I know. Maritime long. Here we come. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love you. Merry, Merry Christmas. You're I on the Christmas you card list. So. Ah, yay. I made it. <laughs> uh, made no, it. Merry Christmas to you. So good to see you and catch up with you. And we will talk very okay. soon. All right. Sounds good. All right. Bye. Bye.